0: Thank you for that, thank the Lord. Good singing tonight, church. Matthew 25, Matthew chapter 25, no passage is more misused, misunderstood by the religious world than this one. It certainly seems to those who read the Bible without the Holy Spirit and read the Bible without context, that this passage of Scripture would teach that some sinners could be saved from their sins by their works. And when we say context, the Bible says, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us. The Bible says, by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, and other statements of unmistakable clarity then we would never view a passage, any passage, and think that perhaps it was teaching the salvation of a soul by works. We would have to say, my, my belief about this passage, or my understanding of this passage, stands in direct contradiction to the clear statements of God in the Bible, un- unmistakable statements of God about salvation being by grace and not by works, so there must be something I am reading into this or misreading as I read the passage. That's, that's, that's the, the fair, the just, the righteous way to study the Bible. You don't establish contradictions in the Bible. You recognize that I have created a contradiction in the Bible and I, I've got to take another look at this to get myself out of the problem I have created problem's not with the Bible, the problem's with, with my approach to the Bible. So, Amen. in this context, let's look at Matthew 24, and we'll, we'll get 25 in just a second. Matthew 24, verse number 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? So, The remarks that Jesus is making in Matthew 24 and 25 are in direct response to a question that was asked, when will you come? When will this world system be brought to an end by your coming? And the things that Jesus is talking about in Matthew 24 and 25 are not matters of men and women being saved from their sins and being made members of the New Testament church, They're matters of the second coming of Christ to establish a new world on this old earth. When Jesus speaks in Matthew 24 and 25, he's not speaking about Christians in heaven being rewarded for their good works or lost people in heaven being sentenced to the lake of fire at the white throne judgment. He's talking about things that have to do with Christ's second coming to the earth to establish a, praise the Lord, a new world order with Him as the head of all things. And so when we come to Matthew 25 and start down in verse number 31, you'll find in the margins of your Bible, as I find in the margins of the Bibles that I own, Cross-references taking me either to the judgment seat of Christ, which is this this is not, or the white throne judgment, which this is not, because we got to have some cross-references to a judgment, and that's the only place we know to go. But let's read, starting in verse 31, when the Son of Man shall come. In his glory. What we're we're going to read about here is not what happens when saved people go to heaven to be with the Lord and stand at the judgment seat of Christ. We're not talking about what happens when death and hell deliver up the dead that are in them and they go to stand before God at the white throne judgment. We're talking about something that's going to happen when he comes here. Not when we go there or when anyone else goes there. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory. Now look back in chapter 24. Matthew 24 verse 21. For then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days. Verse number Uh, 30, they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So what are we talking about in Matthew 24? We're talking about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in his glory after the great tribulation. He returns to earth in his glory And the Bible says, when, Matthew 25, 31, When the Son of Man shall come in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory. Next Sunday morning, Lord willing, we'll talk at some length about the throne of His glory. But if you will read carefully the book of Revelation you will find that in heaven, God the Father has a throne. And when Jesus Christ came down here, died on the cross, rose again, and then ascended to heaven, he sat down at the Father's right hand. And throughout the book of Revelation, whenever we look into heaven, we see the Father on a throne. And we see the son waiting for the day when he will sit on his throne. And we do not find the Lord Jesus Christ sitting on his throne until he returns to this earth and establishes his throne at Jerusalem, which was the throne of his father David. And as I said, we'll talk about that at length next time. So if Jesus Christ is sitting on the throne of his glory. And every time we look into heaven, we find the Father on a throne, but Christ sitting beside the Father, waiting for the day when he will sit on his throne. Then we know that this scene is not in heaven. And we know that Christ's throne is not in heaven, but on earth. Now this is important with... with, We'll just take a little quick side trip here. This is important. Because the church is not the kingdom. And the kingdom is not the church. And Jesus Christ is not the king of the church. He's the head of the church. And he's not the head of the church as almighty God, though he is almighty God. He is the head of the church as the man, Christ Jesus. He is the firstborn among many brethren. So right now, if you are a saved, born-again child of God, you are part of the body of Christ and Christ is the head of that body. The head of the New Testament church is the man, Christ Jesus. Not a pope, that would be usurping the headship. Not the pastor of a local assembly, that would be usurping the headship. The man, Christ Jesus, is the head of the church. And God keeps that very clearly distinguished so that you would never think that we're building Christ's kingdom or Lord bless these offerings to the furtherance of thy kingdom or any other thing that people say who are confusing Israel and the church and trying to mingle together the iron and the miry clay or in this case the nation of Israel and the body of Christ. When Jesus Christ returns, he will return not to establish his church. His church is completed at the rapture. He returns to establish his kingship over the kingdom of heaven. And he will sit as a king on the throne of David at Jerusalem judging 12 tribes of Israel, ruling all nations with a rod of iron. That is not church material. And you've got to keep the two separate. The, the, the most important thing you've got to do to get your Bible right is you've got to keep Israel over here and the church over here. And as soon as you start trying to mix the two together, you're going to get the rapture wrong. You're going to get uh, salvation wrong. You're going to get rewards wrong. It's just it just one one thing uh, error leads to another. Uh, Roman Catholicism, Episcopal Church, uh, Charismatic Church, uh, Seventh Day Adventist—all all, these—all these religions. Their error is thinking that Israel is the church and the church is Israel. So, Jesus Christ is coming back to sit on a throne. He's coming back to establish a kingdom. And it is clear that what we're about to read about in Matthew 25 requires his returning to this earth. Why does it require that? Cuz that's what it says. We don't interpret it. We declare it. We don't interpret it. We teach it. People say, well, that's just your interpretation. It couldn't be just my interpretation if I'm just telling you what it says. So verse 31 says, when the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, shall come in his glory. So he's not in his glory now. Though he's in glory, he's not in his glory. And all the holy angels with him. Then, then, not until then, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. See, his glory is his earthly reign as king of the Jews. Verse 32. And before him shall be gathered all nations. And he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth. Watch the wording. His sheep from the goats... Isn't that interesting? You know, people always say, I've probably said it myself uh, in a careless moment, he's going to separate the sheep from the goats. But that's not what he says. His sheep from the goats. That's a big difference, being his or being thee. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the King, capital K, that's Jesus Christ, say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, And as much as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Okay, so if you just read that and you had been taught that men and women earn salvation and a home in heaven by good works, you can see why you would jump in with both feet into a passage like that and say, this is the way to be saved. Except the problem is here, nobody's getting saved in this passage. No one's getting their sins forgiven in this passage. A king is establishing his kingdom. And he is determining if if we are going to rule and reign with Christ, over whom will we rule and reign? Who will be the living subjects of this kingdom? These who are called sheep nations. So let's do this tonight. Let's we're just illustrating these are the sheep over here these are the sheep over here (laughs) still want anybody offended because that's try my best to never offend anyone like you you saw that this morning (laughs) Okay, so these are the sheep and these are the goats okay I, 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 this here blows the whole illustration, I have just come down from heaven to set up my kingdom. Somebody's going to take that cut and put it on the internet. He thinks he's God. Now where are we? We're on the earth. If you're a sheep nation, where are you at the end of this judgment? You're on the earth. If you pass this judgment, you don't go to heaven. If you pass this judgment, you don't get eternal life. You get to stay where you are. On the earth where I will be king and you will be subjects of the king. How is that determined? Well, he's the king of the... And the 12 apostles are going to sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of... And Israel should be the head of the nations, not the tail. So Christ is setting up his kingdom, thrown at Jerusalem. Twelve tribes in the land God promised them. Now who's going to get to inhabit the rest of the earth? These sheep nations, on what basis their leaders gave assistance and help to Christ's people during What what have we just come out of? The time of great tribulation. What is the purpose of the time of great tribulation? Satan has come down from heaven having great wrath because he knows he has but a short season and he is going to try and exterminate this generation. Except those days should be shortened. No flesh should be left alive. Jesus Christ has promised to preserve the nation of Israel and to be their king and when they are the head nation of the kingdom of heaven and Satan just because he hates God will use anybody he can to drive every last Jew into the Mediterranean Sea or into a a death camp or into extermination pit His purpose is going to be to exterminate the Jew. Why? It would make God a liar and defeat the purposes of God, and that's all Satan cares about. So, this nation and this nation and this nation and this nation saw some of God's people whom the world has always despised and hated just because they're God's people. You can't, you can't think of any other reason to, well, those Jews, I tell you, uh, I hate those Jews. Well, why? Well, because they're just, well, whatever you say, you could say about a hundred other people that have lived on the face of the earth. The world hates the Jew because God selected the Jew. And see, as soon as you say that, even, even these Christians Christian stuff, so, well, those Jews aren't really Jews. I never hear them say, those Swedes aren't really Swedes. Those Spaniards aren't really Spaniards. Those Angolans, those aren't real Angolians. But as soon as you say something good about the Jew, everybody, well, no, not them. What makes you say that about one people and not all the other people? I'm an American. No, you're not. You're not a real American. You're not a Native American. I am. I was born right here. I'm I'm a Native American of the tribe of South. <laughs> okay, so, so this, this Antichrist, you've heard of him. You've heard of him under many different names, but he's not yet been identified by, by name. So this Antichrist, if you don't take the mark of the beast... You can't get food. But if you do take the mark of the beast, you're doomed. So you know what some people are going to do during tribulation? You know what some nations are going to do? They are going to feed Jews. So they don't have to take the mark, take the mark of the beast and they don't have to die. And the Lord said because you gave food to my brethren when I set up the kingdom with the remnant of those brethren that are alive because you helped them stay alive I'll let you be part of my kingdom. Now that that fits all the cross references it creates no contradiction with anything else in the Bible. These bless their hearts, bless their hearts. When I say this, some of you are going to get upset, you're going to get offended, but that's okay. Bless their hearts. There are, there are multiple churches in our town that have gotten together, and on the basis of Matthew 25, they some church or organization in this town provides food for homeless people every single night. And since they've started that, you have... Probably a hundred times as many homeless people as you had before they started. And my my question to all of them is, if you're concerned about homeless people, why don't each of you take one home? And then there wouldn't be any homeless people. Here's a bowl of soup, now get out of here. Here's a bike, now pedal away. I don't call that caring about the homeless. I call that trying to earn your way into heaven on Matthew 25. Because you're a retired couple in a a four bedroom house. You could take six of them home. But you're not going to because you don't care about the homeless, you care about feeling good about yourself doing some good for somebody. Now, it's okay. I, if, I, if I was homeless, I'd appreciate the meal. And I'd text all my friends on my Obama phone and tell them, <laughs> if, if you can just get to Deland, they'll feed you every single night. <laughs> I was sick, and you visited me. It's a wonderful thing. It's it's part of the ministry to care about people that are sick. Visit them in the hospital. Take them some meals. Follow up. See if they're doing okay. That's a blessing. That is not going to get you to heaven. It is not going to take your sins away. It is not going to stand you justified in the eyes of God. Now, if your nation keeps people alive in a time of pestilences and plagues and poison waters and and incredible diseases, and you help the remnant survive, you get to have a part in the kingdom. Nothing here is taking place in heaven. Nothing here is promised. Heaven's not promised here to anyone. Keep your finger right here, just for a second, and come to First Thessalonians four, because some, some of you looking at me. Well, I thought if you do good, you go to heaven, and you, well, I know because a lot of religious people say that. First Thessalonians four thirteen. But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep; you shall not even those others have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and we feed hungry people, and we visit sick people, and we visit people in prison, yeah, but see, that's not there. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself should ascend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. This is not Christ coming to earth. This is Christ coming in the air. This is not Christ gathering people to, to him on this planet. It's people taking, Christ taking people off this planet unto himself. How do, you, how do you participate in that? You believe Christ died and was buried and rose again. If you trust Christ as your savior, you get your sins forgiven, you get eternal life, you get to go to be with the Lord in heaven. When he gets back... He's not trying to decide who to save. He's trying to decide who gets to stay alive and go into his kingdom. Now let's, let's say one more thing about these sheep and then we'll move on over and talk about the goats. There, there are frequent meetings reported The United States met with North Korea. Nobody invited me. The United States about to ratify a trade agreement with China. We are? I don't remember being consulted. You understand it is common use of the English language to speak of the representative heads of the nations who make the decisions that affect the citizens of the nation to be spoken of as the nation. Today the White House said, I'd like to be there for that. I'm in a talking house, that's pretty cool. But the White House, it's easier than saying, a spokesman for President Donald Trump, who we hate, may he drop dead, said today... It's just easier to say the White House, and then everybody, oh, okay, so the government said something. So when the Lord says that he will gather the sheep nations before him, look, you guys didn't have any say at all in Vietnam War. I had nothing to do with that. I didn't send troops to Afghanistan, I didn't decide that. Operation Iraqi Freedom was a good idea, or that we should liberate Kuwait, and the rest of that. I wasn't even consulted. So I'm not going to answer to God for wars and rumors of wars and famines and pestilences. I'm just the guy working to pay for it. Four times a year I got to mail in a... a Check to the Internal Revenue Service with my taxes on it. On the memo line, it'll say four. And for for eight years, I I wrote in the four line. I wrote for Michelle's next vacation. <laughs> I don't know if it specifically went to that or not, but I I just thought if I if I get a choice, I'd like to spend her and all her friends to Spain or. Sweden or whatever else, whatever other predominantly white country she chose to go to on her on her vacations. (laughs) (laughs) She 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 seems very racist to me. (laughs) What are you doing in Martha's Vineyard? Why didn't you buy a house in Philadelphia? (laughs) Can he say that? It just, so anyway, now when it says four, <laughs> I, I just write in, there, I write in there, two feet of wall. <laughs> That's <what I'm>, <laughs> and it won't, won't build much, but they don't even read that stuff. You know what they do? They take my tax money and they give it to Planned Parenthood. I'm not going to answer to God for that. They take, they take my tax money and give it to doctors to, to mutilate men so they can pretend they're women. In our military. I'm not going to answer to God for that. The leaders of nations that have a say and determine what the people of that country are going to be forced to do, they're going to answer to the Lord for it. And He's going to say to these nations, The only thing I ask you to do from Genesis 12 onward is be a blessing to Abraham's children. That's all I ask you to do. I I didn't ask you to build highways. I didn't ask you to build jets. I didn't ask you to have wars. All I ask you to do, I said, I will bless you if you bless Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And because you did that, The kingdom that I intended to establish from the foundation of the world, and I said, from the day I announced my kingdom on earth, I would bless the nations that blessed Israel. I am here to carry out that promise. And because you blessed them, I will bless you. You can have South America, you can have North America, you can have Asia, you can have Europe, you can have Antarctica. Which would be nice by the time Christ gets back because all those fires and the sun crashing and the stars falling and everything, it'll be a tropical paradise down there. Just... <laughs> so, the leaders of the nations who, who used their power and wealth and influence to help the Jew get through the tribulation will be rewarded with a place in Christ's kingdom. Look look at verse number um, 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire. That sounds pretty rough, doesn't it? Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire. Prepared for the devil and his angels. Mr. Calvin didn't know this. He should have known this. Followers of Calvin didn't know this. They they should have known this. God did not prepare hell for the non-elect. God did not prepare hell for the people that weren't predetermined to salvation. He prepared hell for the devil and his angels. So if any man or woman ends up in hell, they won't be in the place God intended for them to be. For I was hungered, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. Now, now, why are we saying this has to be a judgment of people's treatment of the Hebrew, the citizens of the Hebrew nation, because... Jesus Christ hasn't been on this earth for 2,000 years. And yet he says, I was hungry, and you fed me. Jesus hasn't been hungry for 2,000 years, but his people have. I was thirsty. Jesus hasn't been thirsty since he hung on the cross. But his people have. See? And so he says... I was thirsty and, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you took me not in. Naked and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered or a thirst or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee. So should we minister earthly kindness to other people? Absolutely. I'm all for it 100%. Food, clothing, shelter, whatever, whatever you can do to help folks. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I'm not against it. Unless you have deceived yourself into thinking that's going to earn you salvation. Because that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a place in Christ's earthly kingdom. Then shall he answer them saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as as ye did it not unto one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. So, Jesus Christ is going to come back to this earth. And when he gets back, his people will have survived. They will have been preserved because he promised to preserve them and he will reward the people who helped his earthly people survive and who helped to protect them and those who didn't want, now, now, now listen, This, this, this is it, 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 it's so important that people get this. You have all kinds of Christians eh, who say, I love Jesus, but I hate the Jew. I love Jesus, but I, I don't want anything to do with that nation of Israel because a bunch of them are imposters. Well, guess what? I love the church and I love Christians and a bunch of them are imposters. You got a lot of people in churches who aren't real Christians. So let's say you got a lot of people saying they're Israel and saying they're Jews and are not. That ain't my problem. But the Lord Jesus Christ said, I I came to this earth and I didn't come as king of the Cajuns. I didn't come as king of the Brits. I didn't come as king of the Arians. I came as the king of the Jews. Now whatever you think of Jews, you got to deal with that. When God came to earth as a man, he opted for Jew. Not Gentile, not white. He opted for Jew. And when he gathered his apostles, Jews. And when he divided up his promised land, 12 tribes of Israel. Now, you can't be opposed to Israel, Jews, and the like, and be rah rah Jesus. Because that's his family. That's the people upon whom he set his earthly promises. So this idea that I'm I'm pro-Jesus, but I'm anti-Semitic, is a really bizarre, scary line of thinking. Pastor, I love you, but if I could, I'd kill your wife and your kids, but I really love you. How am I supposed to take that? I love my wife, but you want to kill her. I love my kids, but you want to kill them, but you say, it's okay, because I really love you. Isn't that, don't you find that bizarre? And then you're going to tell them, well, well, you know, you need to know why. They're not really your kids. They're just claiming to be. You don't think I know who my kids are? You don't think Jesus Christ knows who his family is? When he comes back, are his feet going to land on the Rocky Mountains way up in the northern part of the U.S.? He said the Mount of Olives. He didn't say he's going to sit on a throne in Berlin. Jerusalem. Now you might have a problem with Jerusalem and you might have a problem with Jews, and you, but I'd be real careful telling somebody I love you and I hope the Muslims kill your whole family. That's an that's, that's odd, odd way of thinking. Really odd way of thinking. Now let's, let's say one more thing here about these sheep and goats and then we'll run over to, to the, the uh, book of Joel. I know a lot of people, but not a lot. I, I, know, I know a sufficient number of people who are preparing to go through the Great Tribulation to see some consistent themes, and I want to address those consistent themes. And I will use one dear brother who uh, was uh, attended church here for, for many, many years, and a good guy, and uh, his, his wife uh, asked Brother David and I to come over and see him one day. And um, he informed us that he had enough food and enough ammunition to protect his food to get through most of the tribulation, if not all of it. And was counting on the first part not being all that bad so he could probably still go to McDonald's and Winn-Dixie and not have to shoot anybody. But when when it got really, really bad, he was ready. Okay, so let's say you've got enough ammunition To protect your food and your water and your clothes and your family. And you live through the tribulation by gunning down all the zombies in the neighborhood. And then Jesus comes back. And you know what he says? You mean you didn't feed anybody? You just kept all your food to yourself? Throw him in the fire. You mean you didn't help all those people that needed stuff? You just kept all your stuff to yourself and threatened to shoot them if they wanted some of your stuff? Throw him in the fire. You understand, if you think you're going to get saved by going through the tribulation and you just got enough stuff for you, I'm not saying you get saved going through the tribulation, but if you think you do... When Jesus gets back, he's going to throw you in the fire for keeping all your stuff to yourself and not giving it to Jews. Well, his brethren of the church, what's going to be hard to give me food? I'm going to be out of reach. (laughs) I won't be hungry. I won't be thirsty. I won't be naked. I won't be in prison. Suppose so. You understand what I'm saying? I am I am prepared and ready to get me and my family through the tribulation. What about the neighborhood? What about your local Hebrews? Somebody tells me there's an Orthodox bunch up in uh, is it Pearson or where are they? De Leon? No, not Orman. There's one up here up the road in where De Leon Springs. I mean the the. The ringlets, the, the hats, everything. I mean, full, full on Orthodox Jews, De Leon Springs. If you're going to go through the tribulation, you need to get their addresses and their phone numbers and plan on feeding them or God's going to throw you in the fire when he gets back. Well, I don't think they're real Jews. Would you do that if you weren't? Why would anybody give up bacon if they're not a real Jew? No, no ham for me. Why? Well, I'm I'm, I'm pretending to be a Jew. It ain't worth it, man. You know, if I was going to pretend to be a nation of people I wasn't, it wouldn't be the one everybody wants dead. Really, I mean, think about it. Let's, hey, family, let's, um, let's go somewhere in the world and pretend we're somebody we're not, and that way America will give us some money. Let's see, we could go to anywhere in the world except maybe four countries. Let's go to Israel. Why would we go there? Well, they shoot rockets at you. They blow you up in restaurants. There's entire nations surrounding you that are trying to get an atom bomb so they can drop it on you. Or we could go to New Orleans. Now oh, let's go to Israel. Well, why don't we just go to New Orleans and pretend that we're Haitians? No, let's go to Israel and pretend we're Jews. No, who's that stupid? If I'm going to be a fake somebody so Americans will give me money, I can go to Switzerland. St. Lucia. Dominica. Beaches. Reefs. Mountains. No wars because they ain't got nothing to fight for. I'll just go down there and pretend to be Creole. All right, so here's how it goes. Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth, that's what it says, to set up his kingdom, that's what it says, he'll be the king of the Jews, sorry, that's what it says, the Jews, the 12 tribes of Israel will be the head nation on the earth, sorry, I don't like that, you don't have to stay. If, if the, nas- the leadership of a national entity assists the Jew during the tribulation, that nation survives. If the leaders of that national entity did not assist the Jew, that nation doesn't survive. Now, now hang in here. If, well, Egypt's going to help, Libya's going to help, that's surprising, you can read it in the Psalms. If, if Russia, if Russia, the source of all the fake Jews, and fake news, and fake ballots, and fake elections, and I bet Putin sits up at night and thinks, I wish I was half as powerful as they think I am. <laughs> well, if I was who the American news media makes me out to be, I'd be the king of the world, man. <laughs> Anyway, so if the Russians don't help the Hebrews during the tribulation, God's not going to kill three million citizens of Mother Russia. Who's going to get thrown in the fire? The people standing before him at the judgment. Who's there? Prime minister, the president, the cabinet, the... The people who made that decision are going to pay for that decision. The people work in the slave mines in Siberia, they didn't have anything to do with it. So it's the representative heads of the nations are going to be uh, here at this judgment. Okay, Joel chapter 3. Joel chapter 3. Joel chapter three verse one for behold in those days, what days? Well look at verse um, chapter two verse twenty-eight. Did it shall come after, uh, pass afterward that I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh? And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Who's that? Well, that's charismatic speaking in tongues and an assembly of God church. Well, except it's not. Um, chapter 1, verse 3, speak in the nation of Israel. Chapter 2, verse 1, blow you the trumpet in Zion. Chapter 2, verse 18, then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. It's not the church, you don't have any land. Verse 28, and it shall come pass afterward, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And, upon, uh, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. And the sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon will look kind of red in the sky, and, and it'll, we'll call it a blood moon, and we'll sell a bunch of books before the. Hagi's <laughs> hey, still going strong. I guess if you don't care when, you, when he dumps his wife and takes up with a young lady in the church, you won't care when he's wrong about the second coming. Anyway, where were we? Uh, oh, before, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord has said and in the, in all, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. All right. Where is he coming to deliver? Mount Zion, Jerusalem. Got it? And the remnant of who? His people. It's not the church, there's no church in the book of Joel. All right, chapter 3 verse 1. For behold, in those days, not our days, in those days, and in that time, not now, In that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. Second coming of Christ, to the very place he said he would come. I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there. Why? For my people and for my heritage, Israel whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land, and they have cast lots for my people and have given a boy for an harlot and sold a girl for wine that they might drink. You see what this judgment is about? How did you treat my people? Now, why, preacher, why do you believe you made a statement about Matthew 25. Why do you believe that he's speaking about the representative heads of the nation and not the citizens of the nation? Okay. Some of you were alive during World War II. And Mr. Stalin and Mr. Roosevelt and, and Mr. Um, um, Churchill, they get together in Yalta and they, they take out a map of Europe. And they draw a circle here and say, uh, you can have that. And they draw a circle here and say, you can have that. And they draw a circle here and say, you can have that. And here's, a, here's a, an ancient race of people, Czechs, and an ancient race of people, Slavs, and three men on a boat draw a circle and say, we're going to call this Czechoslovakia. Why? Well, because when this world war is over, those people will start fighting a war and we can sell more rockets and bombs and bullets, it mean be big, be big money. And they d- start drawing circles in North Africa and say, we'll call this Libya and we'll call this Algeria and we'll call this, you think I can do that? You think you can do that? Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and God's sitting up there saying, wait a minute, I gave everything from the Nile to the Frates, to Abraham. What are you rich white men doing sitting in London dividing up my land? So that my people would be scattered to the ends of the earth and you could put them to work building up your industries. And the Lord said, when I come back, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to undo the divisions that you arbitrarily made to my land and I'm going to bring my people back home and I'm going to put them in the land that I gave them. And if you guys are okay with that, I'll let your nation survive. And if you guys aren't okay with that, you're done. You're off the map. You can't take us off the map. You've been taking countries off the map for hundreds of years. You've been inventing countries and creating countries. Now look, that's not me. That's not you. That's not the guys driving the trucks. That's not the women raising the children. That's not the school teachers. That's not the guys mowing the lawn. He's judging people with the power to create countries and eliminate countries and divide land and say, well, now you're part of this and you're part of that, and you got to have a passport to come over here and see your grandma. I don't have that kind of power, but there are people in this world who do, and one day they're going to stand face to face with Jesus Christ, and he's going to say, because of your policies regarding my people, get in the fire, and he's he's going to toss them in a furnace of fire and be rid of them. That's why it's good to just be a little guy. You don't like paying taxes? It's okay. You've got a lot less to account for. You're better off not being the decision maker because those decision makers are going to explain it to Jesus one day and it's going to be a tough sell for many of them. Now this is not a political statement and I don't want you to take it as a political statement. It's not an endorsement. It's not a condemnation. I am thankful. I am thankful that all of you have jobs. I am thankful that your jobs are doing well. I am thankful that your families are being much better provided for than they were just a little while ago. For eight years, you're the, the decision makers in your country throwing money and guns as fast as they could to the members of a religion and the leaders of nations that were determined to exterminate the Jew. And every aspect of your national life suffered because of that. And now, and now you have leaders of your nation who have made several years of decisions to do whatever they could to help Jerusalem and Israel and whoever you think those people are our leaders think they're God's people and they're trying to help the people who claim to be God's people and are willing to die to claim to be God's people and the highways full of trucks again and the factories are open again and the jobs are, are, are available and the money is flowing and you know what the Lord said? I will bless them that bless Abraham and I will curse them that curse Abraham. And you've watched it over the last decade in your country. They had not done anything about abortion in this country. They haven't done anything about, about this and that and all these other things that you're concerned about. They haven't done anything about... But um, the leaders of your country have decided we're going to protect that Jew. Home and abroad, we're going to protect that Jew. And the stock market just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. And the job availability just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more and more people are taking people hadn't taken tracts at these parades like they did these last two weeks in 20 years. It's been 20 years since people took tracts like they did the last two weeks. I'm just telling you America is not God's chosen people but we're better off when our leaders take our money and help the people that God chose instead of the people that want to kill them. And, and it's, it's a, it's a there, was, there was one, there was one, Denmark, Little Denmark in World War II, they never sent one single Jew to the Germans. And not one bomb fell on Denmark the entirety of World War II God just put his hand right over that country and said, said you're, not, you're not coming here. You're not coming here. Everybody else got their brains blown out by one side or the other. That king said, we're not, we're not turning one Jew over those Nazis. And the Lord said, no, nope, they're not in this war. You just, you just leave them alone. Strange business. Strange business. I wouldn't fight about it. I wouldn't argue about it. I'd just... Um... Now, that doesn't mean any of them... Are, Saved. You gotta trust Jesus Christ to be saved. We're talking about kingdom of heaven now, the earthly kingdom. So all right, well then that, that give everybody home and abroad plenty to fuss about. <laughs> what it says. All right. Father, thank you for your word. Help us please help us put things in the right place and we'll never find a contradiction in the Bible. We just leave everything just, just the way you wrote it. we pray you give us a good week. Help us be good witnesses for Jesus Christ. In his name we pray, amen, amen. All right, you are dismissed.